0: What's up, Slick Talkers? I wanna promote a quick little thing that we're doing at Good Morning Hospitality called Good Morning Retreats. This is our first ever retreat, and we are hosting a hospitality training retreat at the Horst Schultz Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. Now, this is going to be July 8th through the 10th, and it's for operators only so if you're a property manager and you want to actually dive into the inner workings of providing hospitality and not just the operations of your business then this is what you need to do and sign up for so go to goodmorningretreats.com in order to get into an intimate setting with other operators just like you if you go to the website you'll see the published agenda and other things around the whole retreat we're excited to host you and if you're going to the retreat already and you've already confirmed your spot we can't wait to show you what we have up our sleeves for this event. Now, let's move on to the episode. Thanks for tuning in, and like always, I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. This is a cool uh, segue intro to the episode. Many of you who have been following the journey since the beginning, I'm talking almost three years ago when I first started Slick Talk, um, my guest that got me on the map, his name is Adam Knight. And uh, this is our fourth episode we've ever done together. And it's a co-branded podcast episode. So Adam Knight has many titles as well as he said on his show that I have many titles. This guy is a 20 plus year veteran in the industry. Um, he really has been you know, all over the board. He, I think when we first recorded, he was in California and then he moved to Seattle near where I live. And so uh, he and I have stayed good friends over the years and become uh, close colleagues and done a lot of other projects together involving the podcast and hospitality space. But this guy is just a veteran in the hotel space who is really making some cool moves and just um, overall a great guy to talk to. So he is also now the founder of Knowing Hospitality, and it's a consulting company uh, here based in the United States, uh, specifically Washington. And so. I'm really excited to have him back on the show for the fourth time. A co branded episode. He recently launched it on his podcast, the Proven Principles podcast. And so, if you are a hospitality podcast enthusiast, listener, uh, fan of podcasts in the hospitality space, check him out. I'm super excited to have him on board and to have done this episode together. So, you can check him out at the Proven Principles podcast as well as knowinghospitality.com. I'll link everything in the show notes. And now, Welcome to the episode.
2: Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. We're doing this.
1: This, this is, is it this, we're recording this is it man good to see you you too it's been way too long but i'm glad that we've kept in touch
2: yeah i'd say welcome to the show but i'm also on your show right now right? yeah so welcome to the show each other we just yeah shake our own thoughts, <laughs> both so. of us yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um this is, i lost count how many podcasts have we done together now this is uh we three or did four. three we did yeah, three. three
1: early days though first Slick- yeah the- yeah um you were actually my first official industry guest love it, ever yeah. ever and look at you now i know right you put me on the map <laughs> i'm just saying I, you, 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 your your episode was so good you're too kind it, no it's seriously like that's what the comment i get a lot is a lot of people that listen to early days they're like mm-hmm. oh yeah what got i'm like what episode got you and they're like oh how to become a hotel manager with that oh, adam nice. guy and i was like oh that's like the best episode yeah yeah so, that yeah. was a lot of fun that was uh that feels like
2: uh uh, a lifetime ago. I was, yeah. uh, I was, I'm in Seattle now. I was still living in San Francisco at the time. Um, and yeah, that's, that's a couple of years ago, almost now. So yeah. Uh, um, almost three and the, uh, the question is still relevant. Uh, why do you want to be a hotel manager? I mean, especially exactly. in these times, but you know, I guess we'll get to that in this show.
1: Yeah, for sure. No, it's at some point. such a good, such a good series. And so, yeah, I'm glad. And now you're in my neck of the woods and yep. We're uh, we're closer, so definitely I think uh, a beer or a coffee is needed. Anytime, as
2: soon as we're allowed to get out of our houses.
1: Yeah, you know we'll just stay like twelve feet apart.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, so I want to kick off uh, my portion of the show for sure uh, for for the Proven Principles podcast. Um, You you developed something earlier this year called uh, the Destination Air, and you put together Destination Air Awards, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think without stealing your thunder actually i'm not going to do that i'm not going to preamble it at all for anybody who doesn't know what it is and how it came to be why don't you give us the background story on it um
1: i will try not to go super long it's kind of long it's been a floration of like events and stuff that have happened throughout the years obviously um i started out in the hotel industry like you um it was a young ambitious hotel manager love revenue operations, marketing, you name it, guest experience, um, so the podcast took off and started a luxury vacation rental management company here in the Pacific Northwest. And so what that turned into was a big shift in my podcast, um, when it came to content regarding hotels, vacation rentals, restaurants, you name it. Um, and so there was a lot of conversations that have been happening, uh, throughout the industry. Um, A lot of people go hotels versus vacation rentals. I'm not that guy. I'm the guy that's very much, we can learn so much from each other. And so I'm I'm very neutral on both. I love them. Um, I'm always a hotel guy. Like people always ask me, do you stay in vacation rentals or hotels? I'm like, depends. (laughs) Uh, Depends on my budget and usually a bunch of other things, but I like hotels and I like vacation rentals. There's a good time for both. Um, So long story short, With my company we were coming up you know with the marketing and branding and stuff like that and like what do we really do you know we're we're not going to be like every luxury vacation rental company out there that says we do this and blah 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 Mm -hmm. um so i found the commonality of what our properties have and they are in weird spots in the pacific northwest that you would not Mm -hmm. consider a destination Mm -hmm. so I said, you know what, we we exceed expectations by creating destinations and and we loved that model. And so, um, you know, rewind a few, uh, maybe a year, uh, yeah, a year back, I did a series, a 10 episode series, Vacation Rental Mastermind series, mm-hmm. and talked with the biggest industry heads, pioneers that, you know, have been in this space. And there's a lot of conversations that happened. And of course, COVID, you know, Definitely made a lot of other stuff, you know, go into into play. Uh, but one conversation in particular was with Jeremiah Gall, who's the head of BreezeWay. He found FlipKey, which sold to um, TripAdvisor. Mm-hmm. So very, very knowledgeable, smart guy. And he goes, you know, property manager or you know, vacation rental manager is not a sexy term. It doesn't really describe what we do. You know, like hotel manager, that you you manage a hotel, but it doesn't really describe what we do on a daily basis, right? right. So he and I were like, maybe we can come up with a word for this episode that will better describe it. And we tried and we couldn't really think of anything, but that never left my mind like at all. Like I was like, what the hell is it? Why can't I find a word for it? <laughs> and then I had another conversation with uh, a mentor of mine, a buddy who, oh, well, not a buddy, a, a employer. When I moved to the Oregon coast, he hired me at his hotel and manages restaurants and other stuff like that. Um, we became good friends after I left the company and I was talking with him and he goes, you know, we are wired to create remarkable experiences that are anticipated and shared. And mm-hmm. when I heard that, I was like, holy crap, mm-hmm. that is something like I that just like fit everything I've been thinking about, like what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, we are people that are wired to create remarkable 100%. experiences. Yeah. So it's like, that got me thinking, got the wheels turning. And so I sat down with my, you know, trusted pen and paper and I just started writing down words. So I just, you know, what I start, I wrote down um, experiences, moments, and other things that kind of made this term. And I was like destination. And I really loved it, the word destination. I was like, okay. And then it kind of goes with our model. Anyways, long story short, yeah, Destination Air was created. And so um, a Destination Air for all the listeners is a person or company Mm -hmm. that is wired to create remarkable experiences that are anticipated and shared Mm -hmm. and so instead of just giving it a definition um, I broke it down into multiple segments so what does a destination air do and so you know builds direct brand loyalty um, definitely puts the team and guest safety first and the experience first and leads selflessly and and does find things that are unique and different and showcases them and then really leans into their local community i think that's so key mm. and we're seeing a lot of success with in COVID 19 is the people that have built local ecosystems yeah. are thriving because they're keeping each other uh you know safe not safe but they're keeping each other you know united and in at in a big forefront and right um so instead of and to wrap up the story, instead of saying, this is what we do. We are destination areas. You should look at our brand and blah, 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 our company. Um, I said, you know what, this theory, this concept has to be there. There's gotta be people doing it. I just don't know of them. Right. Mm-hmm. So I put it out there. I connected with every single one of my biggest sponsors on the show and just people that have really gotten connected that are deep in the industry and said, this is the concept. This is what I want to do. If you know anybody that fits it, Please nominate them, share it, do this. And we uh, launched the award in, um, I would say March, April, May, June, in June, no, July. And it um, ended in August and we announced the winner, August 10th. And we had over 50 nominations around the world. Wow. Um, Italy, South Africa, Spain, mm-hmm. London, America, all over America, just yeah. crazy places that I've never heard of too. And huh. I was like, Okay. The concept this is, is real. This the is people the are real. Yeah. So that's kind of like a long story short. I love it. it.
2: I mean, it's, it's not such a it's, a, it's a title. It's a mindset. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something, I think in these times that are so hard in hospitality, and yeah. whether you're talking hotels, restaurants, or vacation rentals, Yeah, there's a lot to be down about right now. We need things to celebrate and to remind mm-hmm. us, you know, what it is about this industry that that, you know, frankly might want to keep you in it. Right. As we 100%. sort of go through the next, you know, who knows how long all this is going to be going on. Um, so I know I, I mean, big hats off to you man, for creating this. I think there's, there's a huge amount of value to it.
1: Well, and like you said, I think when COVID hit, a lot of us got hit pretty hard. A lot of hotels, a lot of vacation rentals, tons of restaurants. Everyone's been hit. But those who are still you know thriving and surviving right now. Mm -hmm. They are putting their head down and hustling and bustling. They're not getting that spotlight. And I think you and I both know this from being a podcaster, especially in hospitality is either ourselves or our guests on the show, get the spotlights all the time. And they are big companies or big people in the industry. So it's like, they're always in the spotlight versus these guys. They're in the trenches right now and they never get it as much. And so creating Mm -hmm. something that really kind of made them see like, Hey, we're watching you. We see you. We yep. got you, like, thank you for doing what you do and setting that standard and really yep. helping us be encouraged. So, so
2: you've, you've chosen the winner. Yeah, we did. Yeah, are you And yeah. you're, do, you, or, do you want to talk about,
1: give a story a little bit about, you know, who rose to the top? And it was a hard decision. It was a very hard decision. I think after I meet, so I asked a couple of guest judges to help me out and kind of give me their nominations of who they thought out of the 50 plus that were, were submitted Um, And they did, and they gave me the reasons why, and I considered it, but we delve in deep into every single company. Uh, Google reviews, Airbnb reviews, listing reviews. Mm -hmm. Like I I got in, like I found- In the weeds. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And um, so we we picked five winners, and um, so winner number one, excuse me. um, Winner number one is Tim from Ovo Network, and they're based out in the French Alps, and they just created remarkable experiences for their guests. They're kind of, they're not kind of, they're in the luxury segment. Um, so obviously it's a little bit different than your, you know, mom and pop type of property management company, but they just, they met every standard. They built their own software that really is all about getting their guests to come back and book direct and and oh, wow. be loyal to the, the brand and to the Holy grail of yeah. hotels. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, Second place, we had Ellie Padgett on Arizona, who I'm actually going to fly out to tomorrow. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And she just is an amazing, badass woman who has been through a lot. And she's had a very extensive career in being a chef and all these other things going into hotels and, and she created this amazing company that is all about being a slice of home, she wants mm-hmm. every single property that they bring on, um, which they have over 150. And she wants wow. every single one to feel like a slice of home. Mm-hmm. And so she just really fit that guest experience uh, expectation that I think we should all be you know, observing. Mm-hmm. Um, number three was Bob Gardner out in Italy.
0: Mm-hmm. They have
1: six luxury Italian apartments with pools and farmland and all sorts of cool stuff yeah um so they all these people have the same things in common they they fit the standard of a destination Mm air. um you know brand loyalty guest reviews all these all these things right nice yeah and um so bob and then there's robin and out in colorado who i just got off the phone with as well before this interview Mm -hmm. and um again just amazing um places in springboat um colorado and vale and just amazing chalets and villas and stuff like that. And then there's Jessica out in California, who mm-hmm. um, is, was a single mom. She just got married actually. Um, single mom of two girls and she had their, her girls involved in the whole company. They fix fridges and take guest reservations oh, wow. and bookings and just the whole com- that community aspect she mm-hmm. nailed. And so awesome. um, it was just really cool to, to get to know them and to talk to them and see all this stuff come into fruition. Yeah.
2: So inaugural year. Yeah. Year two. Yeah. I mean, you got to start ramping up. Yeah. Sets the
1: bar. Sets the bar yeah. really high. It was Love really it. hard to decide. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm super thankful for the industry That's, that we have.
2: Yeah. I used to say, you know, when we would go through in hotels, the uh, employee of the month or quarter or team of the quarter, you know, whatever, however a hotel does it. I always liked when we had a lot of nominations, a lot of yeah. really good nominations, right? It's a good problem to have. That you have all these amazing stories of these people going above and beyond and really trying to figure out, you know, who embodies as many of these things that we're about. And sometimes yeah. those are intangible. You can't, they're yeah. hard to define. Um, Ethos, to be the model. characteristics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, to be the model by which, you know, you want other people to, to
1: try and uh, emulate themselves. I love exactly, it. yeah, yeah. It it was awesome, and I can't I can't speak highly, in, you know, uh, more highly of these people that just have taken the time. They're you know just, I yeah, I'm I'm lost for words. They're just amazing. <laughs> so,
2: you've had a an interesting journey uh, because you started in hotels, mm-hmm. and you still have a foot in that world, but you've mm-hmm. pivoted towards vacation rentals. Yeah, uh,
1: purposefully. Yeah, purposefully.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, w- why? Why? What's that about? Well it's again, one of those long story short situations, but even when I was in the hotel world with Marriott and then of course, going to the coast and working with boutiques and, and stuff like that, uh, my parents, you know, have, you know, properties and they had a unfinished apartment above their garage um, that was attached to their house. And they just said, look, we want to turn it into an Airbnb. We heard from a friend of a friend of a friend that this is really good. Mm -hmm. So, they didn't, but they're not hospitality people. They didn't mm-hmm. think about, you know, amenities and how to describe the listing and, you know, how to give the pictures and blah, 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 you know, all the back end stuff. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I helped them out with it and it's been really successful. And so that kind of got me into it. And then the podcast, um, it was weird. Cause I was doing all hotel and restaurant content in the beginning. And, um, then I woke up one day and I had Google alerts for whenever the podcast is mentioned on Google yep. and I uh, woke up to a blog on the best vacation rental podcast to listen to. And mine was on there because I did oh. one episode, one episode <laughs> about vacation rentals. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and apparently it was a good one. And so I reached out to the company and got to know them and, you know, said thank you for mentioning the podcast and they're based out in Scotland, hmm. which then was a whole snowball effect of they introduced me to all these other people and that created the series that I did, the 10 episode series. Oh, and wow. then, I was already starting a business with my business partners on mm-hmm. vacation rentals. So it just kind of all fell into place naturally. Yep.
2: yep. Yeah. It's an interesting progression. I mean, you know, we talked before the podcast about um, vacation rentals and what's going on right now,
1: mm-hmm.
2: we, the industry at large. But, you know, I, when, when COVID kicked off, when was that back in March? Um, yeah. I, my wife and I went up to Canada mm-hmm. and, and just, you know, we didn't really know what was going on. Nope, nobody did. Uh, so we just hunkered down for five weeks up there. Just wanted to see if you know the dust would clear. Yeah. And t- full disclosure, we're we're from Canada, so you know we yeah. went up and yeah. stayed with the family, and we just you know we just hung out. Anyway, on our way back, we drove through uh, Montana, Idaho, and came back to Seattle. And we stayed mm-hmm. at this Airbnb in Montana on the way back. Uh, and I got to say, it was one of the most most interesting. Not just, not just experiences, right? Because you can find cool amenities and design a great guest book anywhere. If you put a little bit of thought into it, a, couple, a little bit of a Google search, just about mm-hmm. anybody can do it, right? But it's more than that. It was this purposefully built, really well-designed space. that took into account all of the things that you might need to do while you were staying there for a few days, more than just sleeping and showering and making food. They had a little business center and they had a little, you know, uh, an area where if you wanted to do some yoga or stretching, you could, and they activated the outdoor space around there. And it it struck me at that time where I never thought before that stay that hotels could learn a lot from the vacation rental industry because there's so much cool stuff going on out there. Uh, and then obviously this COVID things persisted, but I can't get that out of my mind that hotels, those that are going to survive are going to be the ones that can pivot and not necessarily pivot towards vacation rental platforms or Mm -hmm. the way of doing business, but getting inspired by the interesting, cool things that are going on in the vacation rental space, um, to, to come out of this in in a
1: a different way. A hundred percent. And That's why I like talking with you because when we did have that conversation, you know, you're a 20 year veteran in the hotel space. And so you've seen the evolution of that segment of hospitality, right? You've seen how, what works and what does not work, especially for specific brands and markets and stuff like that. And so seeing that and then taking that experience that you had in Idaho, my thing is, did you automatically go to... Did you see a hybrid solution in your head? Of hotel?
2: Yeah, for sure. You know, we started seeing, before this all kicked off, you know, Airbnb uh, started letting hotels into their network. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was I, just- my hotel.
1: My hotel in Oregon was one of the first ones to get on the platform.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I think, you know, from a- if you're looking at it just from a business and a distribution perspective, right? You want to have your hotel on as many sites as you can have it on because you want it in front of as many eyes as you can get it so that people book it. And that's part of the challenge in running a hotel, especially with revenue management is just managing all the channels out there, right? It's just, it's a a nightmare. Um, But more than that though, I think the pivot that Airbnb was making into the hotel space Um, I'm that's probably slowed down. I'm sure that's going to ramp up again, you know, down the road. Um, I think it's, I think they're the ones that are going to drag the industry kicking and screaming in that direction. Uh, and the hotels that are going to be successful are the ones that recognize this is an opportunity for us to pivot, uh, and do things a little bit differently.
1: Yeah i will tell you though i'm a little scared and this is some like insider not insider stuff but this is just some like vacation rental this is some like behind behind the curtain talk Yeah, behind the curtain (laughs) talk is that airbnb um you know has made a lot of mistakes with covid Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of a you know that's kind of a given for a lot of companies i'm pretty sure we all made a mistake right when COVID happened whether it was totally backing off and or going totally full rampant and saying, F it. We don't care what the, you know, you know, the, the, the side effects are. Um, but they're switching to a full commission model to the host, which Mm -hmm. right now it's a split fee, which the guest pays a certain percent. And then 3% gets taken from, uh, the host. Now they're switching full 15% to the host becoming Mm -hmm. like, just like any OTA booking Mm -hmm. Expedia, you name it. Um, plus what they did with allowing full 100% refunds uh, with no, like obviously in the beginning, it's kind of expected, but no like option to help, you know, guests want to get a credit for another future stay or helping the hosts that are depending on this, like paying their mortgages with these revenues. Um, No, you know, regard to, to them and, really kind of like left, burned the host like side of things, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of stakeholders in this industry. You have hosts, owners, property managers, guests, Airbnb, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I'm fearful that they may have burnt too many bridges with that. Mm -hmm. And so getting into the hotel world um, and we've seen this, you know, and I think you have a lot of insight on this too, but like, hotels aren't even opening i have a guest that's coming on the show and they're not expected to open until 2021 like after february yeah 2021 mm-hmm. and their bill a month and just with just running their normal property the way it is with no staff no nothing no guests mm-hmm. is a million dollars
2: yeah carrying costs. Yeah, yeah
1: yeah but you know they're they're 1200 rooms
2: mm-hmm.
1: so my my thing is okay Hotels are already paying a ton in OTA commissions. Mm-hmm. Not that it's bad. Like you said, we need to be on every platform to get as many eyes as possible. But it's our job as hoteliers, as vacation rental property managers, as destination heirs, is to get them to want to come back direct. Yeah, That's our job. They mm-hmm. were on the site for maybe 20 minutes or maybe they spent a week planning their vacation, but they're with you for a week yep. or more or whatever. Yep. It's our job to make the experience so good that we avoid... Having those commissions continue, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, it does. I think it's interesting that that is a recognized need in both industries, mm-hmm. but nobody's really cracked the code yet. And yeah. my evidence for that is the growth and proliferation of OTAs. Yeah. 100%. If anybody cracked the code, they wouldn't have a business model. Hundred percent. So it's it's one of those things. I think you're right. You, we we keep evolving. We keep trying new things. It's our job to try to stay ahead of the curve. Uh, mm-hmm. When it comes to that, I mean, these hotels pay insane amounts of money to not only not like, honestly, not only commissions, which can be like, you know, in the teens to in the 20%. Yeah, huge amount of money, right. So, you know, for those that don't totally get the way it works, like if you sold a room for $100 uh, on Expedia, and you had a 20% commission, you're not netting $100, you're getting an $80. 80. Like, like that's before costs. Before and, costs. So that's really, yeah. it could really affect profit. But they're also, you know, in their bid to try to generate more direct bookings, they spend a ton of money online marketing mm-hmm. for their hotel or their destination against the OTAs. Mm-hmm. So they're paying commission and they're paying to market against the OTAs. Yeah. Right? There's It's a... It's a it's, you got to figure out like, where is my money most useful? Exactly.
1: And um, I don't know if you heard the episode with uh, Sean in Australia with open pantry podcast. You yeah. guys in that. Yeah. I Just had him on. Yeah. 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 So you know who he is and he and I did a similar thing. Like you guys did. We did a crossover podcast like this one. Mm-hmm. And, um, and at the end of the day, I think we came to the conclusion. We're like, I think we overcomplicated the whole industry. Without a doubt. I think we complicate overcomplicated something. <laughs> you know, you have, you have a PMS, then you have a channel manager, and you have a mm-hmm. CRM and all these other things. You're like there's something, yeah. there's something there's there's a little chunk of revenue going out to all these platforms, whether they're OTA or Direct. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's just fighting profitability and sustainability.
2: I've always been amazed. And you know, I mean this is I guess this is a, a vote for capitalism. I don't know how we don't, we don't need to go down that road. But like, it's always amazed me that there's someone who comes up with a business model that finds a way to siphon off a it's tiny a percentage, bit. right? Of yeah. between what's going on between you and your guest coming in. 100%. And, you know, five, 10 years ago, it, it was a couple of different companies you had to pay. And then suddenly, you know, messaging platforms come in yeah. and, you know, uh, you know, different whatever, whatever. There's all kinds of them. So yeah, I mean, kudos to the people that are clever enough to come up with that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently there's a lot of air in the system still.
1: Seriously. And that's what I'm curious to see. I just had a guest on my show. Um, they're based out in Poland called Bidroom, mm-hmm. And and um, they're pretty, pretty, they're growing pretty well. And I know a lot of people that are connected with them from the vacation rental and hotel space. Um, and I'm curious to see, they've been operating for, I want to say, a little over five years so they've hit a comfortable mark they're not like a startup anymore mm-hmm. um but they are on a subscription base yeah for the guest. so no commission to the hotel mm-hmm. but they offer more value that's where i'm starting to see the success in is that the guest feels like they're getting more but they're only paying 29 bucks a month or mm. whatever the, the monthly or yearly fee is mm-hmm. so they're not only that, but they're also saving, they're getting discounts, they're getting extra perks and packages and stuff huh. like that. Loyal, yeah. It's like a, I would say, if you're an independent boutique hotel, this is like your customizable rewards program, mm-hmm. in a sense.
2: You know, there were, and they've been around five years, you said. So they've been around I a think, little. I think,
1: it's, I think it's seven, but I think they really peaked in, in five.
2: So they've been around longer than all of this has been going on. Mm-hmm. But it's an interesting... Thing to note that when 2008 2009 happened mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh there were a lot of things came out of that time yeah. right um obviously social media kind of exploded after that but you know you got you got the uber lyft airbnb um all the all the meal delivery apps like all that sort of sprung yeah. out of that time we're gonna have that level of seismic shift mm-hmm. after this is all said and done because I, I know there are a ton of people behind the scenes, just trying to figure out like, how can we morph our industries to replace the business that's not there anymore?
1: Exactly. It's we find the gap in the market and this is another, not to pivot back to the destination air thing, but Mm -hmm. the the, there's this guy wasn't involved in the destination air uh, award at all, but they have a um, vacation rental management company in Georgia Mm -hmm. and they looked at their biggest gap in occupancy and revenue said okay where when, when is this time which a lot of hoteliers do a lot of vacation rental management companies do they found their gap and it's like the last or second week of September and they said, okay we have a seven percent occupancy across all our you know hundreds of properties or whatever. Um, we need to find a way to fill it. Hmm. And instead of finding you know other companies to do it, they created their own barbecue and blues you know festival type deal. so oh, wow. the whole downtown, all the shops opened up, started barbecuing, playing music and dancing and all these things, right? These cool festivities yeah. and started just advertising. And that's where the community aspect came in. Mm. They provided value. They created something cool that they found the gap. They filled it. And now it's one of their most booked weekends they ever have. It's oh, outside yeah. of, and in, in, even on top of their busy season of like summer and other things. So yeah. I think what you're saying is why I bring that up is just because of, with the COVID, I think right now, a lot of people are finding, okay, where's this gap? I mm-hmm. see a gap here. I see a gap there. Is there any connections? Nope, no connections. Next, 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 and they're just trying to find ways to fill it. And I, just like you said, it's going to be a big part of that cosmic shift.
2: I think it will. Actually, that's interesting. There's something I want to get your take on uh, on the show regarding rates and revenue management in the vacation rental space. Um, what's been going on in the hotel space is you know that's if you look at the star data uh, through the last. Quarter. Uh, it's been, you know, it was slowly jumping up kind of as we left Memorial Day at the end of May and got through to the end of August. It sort of slowly bounced up and it got to above 50% nationally, uh, occupancy wise, uh, two times in August. I think it was the second and third week of August, or it might have been the first and second. In any event, it's it, now it started to decline again. Mm-hmm. But if you dig into the numbers, the top 25 markets in the country, so the big urban cores, they didn't even touch 50%. They were still in the 30s um, through the summer here. And now that summer's over and that leisure travel is declining, it's not getting replaced by business travel and group travel that usually goes into these urban centers, right? So we're going to, I think, and I want to get negative on this. I've talked about it enough, uh, but too much. But I think it's the reality is that, you know, we're, I think we're in for whatever whatever uh, positivity and delirium was occurring in the industry as these numbers started to go up, that's gonna start to fade off now that we're after Labor Day. So we'll see how people deal with that. Anyway, a long-winded way of getting to the point that I'm curious to know how vacation rental uh, owners and management companies are coping with that, um, that shift in business and how you're tackling rate and revenue management.
1: That's a good question. and. We've seen a lot, kind of like the um, you know star report, um, that the bigger cities, New York, Seattle, you know LA, whatever, the lot, a lot of the majority cities aren't seeing as much traffic. And what we have seen with a lot of extensive data come out from like companies like AirDNA and all these like platforms that a lot of hosts use for their direct bookings and stuff, um, is that the drive markets, the drivable you know staycations 40 mile radius or more um type deals are being successful because people are just tired like a lot of people are working from home i uh, you know yes we've lot of, lost a lot of jobs in the united states but i think a uh, majority of people uh, or companies have been able to find ways to cut costs aka offices and keep employees and so people are just wanting new scenery and they're working from home um, but wanting to have maybe a nice spot where they can go out to nature or take the kids out on a walk in the evening or stuff like that right um and it's not as scary to you know you can go with you you and your wife can go you know to idaho and walk a park without having to wear a mask because there's nobody else there right Right. um versus these big cities there's people all over the place and you know how it is so we're Mm. seeing a lot of that but my biggest thing um with rates is you know you can't you can't, you you can't create demand by dropping mm-hmm. your rate. Mm-hmm. you can drop your rate to the lowest dollar possible, even if it meant you paying a guest to come into your 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 property and you, you still won't feel it right but I think we we've seen a huge growth um, uh with vacation rental markets we've We've seen that as a proven method a lot of people are just getting out they're just tired of it, and so yeah, yeah. A lot of companies are actually coming out on top. Their hotels, unfortunately, from what I've heard, uh, I had a buddy who manages and does this kind of you know short-term rental um, arbitrage and gets all these listings and it does really well for himself. They actually bought a hotel during this time. Yeah. yeah. And they, re- they renovated it and they created a hybrid. No front desk, mm-hmm. no nothing. It's just housekeeping and maintenance team. And um, it's very personal, but not personal. It's kind of like that hybrid again. Yep. And they're doing Successfully well, they've had over a thousand reservations, and they launched. Oh, wow. um, they launched uh, not too long ago, yeah, a, while, for them. a couple months. But you know, they've already got over a thousand on the book. So we're seeing a lot of markets um, do pretty good, and increasing. Like knowingly, this has been a huge topic, and I'm pretty sure you can touch on it too. High rev par and ADR does not equal profitability. Mm-hmm. If you are not operating. At a cost that is substantial and providing still a good service,
2: mm-hmm.
1: then there's still no point. I can have the highest rev power in my city against all my competition, but yeah. if I have a rev power of 190 and it costs me 160, exactly, and my, my opponent is is costing them 70 and they're yep. getting a 180, mm-hmm. they're winning. That's right. So, yep. yeah, yeah, it's kind of what you see. Exactly, and I think we're seeing that really pick up right now.
2: I think the, uh, the, the next interesting place that could, could be marketed to, mm-hmm. especially these drive destinations, these you know, 45, 40, 45, 100 mile away from where you live, yeah. you know, wherever everybody in Seattle goes to vacation, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Where does everyone in LA go to vacation? Everyone in mm-hmm. Atlanta, where do they go to vacation? Um, is the schoolcation. Where, you know, all mm-hmm. of the, the you know, kids are doing stuff online, the parents are working online. Yeah, that, you know, it makes perfect sense. Well, why don't you all just go to an Airbnb or, or you know, not to, I'm agnostic on the vacation rental platform. Airbnb is it's like Google, right? At this point, yeah, it's like it's a verb uh, yeah. and a noun. Um, but you know, you go get a vacation rental somewhere and you all can do your work from this cool place. And when you're off, you're in this, you know, great place. You can go, you know, do barbecue yeah. and blues or whatever, wh- wherever yeah. you're yeah. at. Um, you know, I think that, I think that's the kind of thing that we're going to see uh, over the next six, nine, probably 12, probably through the school year, honestly. Yeah.
1: Well, I, you and I talked uh, again off off record about, you um, you Know the hybrid model and companies like Lodge that I was telling you about. Like, I think we're going to see a new age of hoteliers from mm-hmm. this too. Yeah, um, I think you're right. And, and not to be on vacationals, but they're going to start going toward keypad door entry and mm-hmm. instead of remote instead of a mobile key and yep. um, more community. I again I can't preach this enough the community aspect. Yes, we can't, you know, do big group events and other stuff, mm-hmm. but building something that gives people to do that they all love you know it comes back to anticipated and shared experiences right mm-hmm. if I book a lodge hotel I know I'm gonna have the opportunity to go hammock and to go bike riding or to skiing or kayaking or you know there's all these activities that yeah. other people around the world love doing mm-hmm. and they're, they're they're doing very well at that yeah. and so I think we're gonna and they're young that's the cool the coolest part is like not enough uh people in the industry are getting into it because we don't I don't think we've portrayed the cool stuff that is actually going on.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Um, you know, the other, the other big element right now in hospitality and travel is cleanliness, mm-hmm. safety oh, and cleanliness. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've all seen how hotels are, you know, they're advertising it and press pushing it and they all have their own version of the exact same program trying to score marketing points and, and, you know, mind share in, mm-hmm. in their customer base, uh, around safety and cleanliness, which yeah. in my opinion has a limited runway, mm-hmm. you know, you can only talk about that for so long, um, before you got to get back to, you know, what you're all about, but how are vacation rentals coping with the need to be out there talking about cleanliness and the safety of the, the destination?
1: Yeah. That's a, another another good question, and it makes me think of um, a couple of people specifically in the space that are very much preaching trust and confidence right transparency mm-hmm. um, we've had so many conversations um I'm pretty sure you heard of Josh Copel, who's been on mm-hmm. my show um, we we're, we're talking about transparency in the industry and and with each other you know being honest like you know this month is really hard mm-hmm. or you know, in April, we lost $124,000 from our main vacation rental. And I'll just say that out loud. Like, yeah, like being transparent about this stuff, like, it's not easy, but yeah. what can we do with this transparency when it comes with each other and with the guests? And I think, uh, we're seeing a lot of cleaning certification stuff come out, um, which was one of the sponsors of the show, you know, uh, Jill Mason with VR scheduler, she created a cleaning certification, teamed up with all these companies in the space and you know create a housekeeping relief fund um, t- is doing all these things to portray trust and confidence and instead of like hotels you know creating ads and videos saying you know this cleaning program and this is how we are gonna deal with COVID da, 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 um, you know vacation rentals don't have common spaces unless you're like a multi-family home building but a lot of those aren't doing very well right now for obvious reasons but single-family homes and urban areas outside of cities are are doing better because there is no common spaces but then at the end of the day we've seen people that display that on their listing like we're cleaning certified filing filing um the cdc guidelines or blah 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 this is like they just portray what they do and how they do it and maybe update some pictures and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um their their bookings are actually doing better than those that do not portray that interesting yeah yeah so yeah, I think just kind of being upfront and transparent about it is really what yeah, we're saying. you have to be.
2: Uh, are there any tools or um, uh, services out there that vacation rental owners can can go after to? I guess the 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 subtext of the question really is more about um, in hotels. Uh, yes, okay, they're always clean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we know they're not always clean, but like, you know, it's, it's, it's implied that they're clean. Right. Uh And there are training protocols. They did. Yeah. Yeah. and Yeah. They may, they're not hospital clean. Maybe, maybe some of them are getting close to that, you know, ish now for a while. Uh, But there are training protocols and there's partnerships with chemical companies and you know you have somebody maintaining all of your equipment and they buy these these 800 vacuums and like it's it's expensive to run housekeeping in a hotel uh, which is all the more frustrating when it's not done well but anyway they spend (laughs) a lot of money on this stuff what's going on in vacation rentals is there a place that like owners can go to emulate that a little bit
1: um actually that's a i'm glad that you brought that because i don't think so and not that i've seen uh, when it comes Mm -hmm. to you know like chemical partnerships and and making sure that you know these are a lot of the operators and property managers really are those type that they they order a lot of the stuff themselves they're you know very independent it's a very you know um it's very operator yeah. if that makes sense so, yeah yeah um. Finding, uh, there's not really any companies that come and say, you know, like when you're front of, front office manager or whatever, and they come into the lobby and say, Hey, I'm so and so with so and so company. I want to, you exactly. know, give you an example. You <laughs> yeah. Um, we don't have that. So I yeah. think um, we're just, what we've seen really is just the back end operations, like softwares and platforms, really developing a better system and creating these ways to get the cleaning process standardized and you know, not automated, but mm-hmm. very detail-oriented mm-hmm. um, to then, you know, cleaning certifications and uh, other things like that um, that are really just kind of taking off with with that side of the industry.
2: Yeah, when this all kicked off, I learned something that uh, in, you know, almost 25 years in the industry, I never knew until six months ago. Uh, and, and it's that there's a list of uh, chemicals on the EPA's website, and i actually what i can do is link to it in the show notes that shows you what every commercial grade chemical is air quote approved or uh, able to which viruses and bacteria they're able to kill i had no idea that this database was out there but when this all kicked off we're all you know there was a lot of discussion about you know is the whatever thing that we're using to clean our bathrooms is that going to kill the virus? And you got to think early days, everybody was freaking out about it. We thought it lived on surfaces for days and you couldn't touch anything and we all had wipes everywhere. And then nobody knew if the wipes did anything. Um, you know, that, that update, or the, sorry, that database is just constantly getting updated. Um, and, and that's a pretty valuable resource for people if they're looking to see what they're using is effective.
1: Agreed. Yeah, it's, um, I think it just comes into, right now there's a over, population of tools and resources right now everyone's pushing content everyone is um you know coming up with certain things you know cleaning programs and uh xyz that um it just is it's really going to take finding the right thing that's going to fit you guys and just feeling safe and comfortable with it yourself right yeah what exactly does, what and like knowing that it's not all surface based and it's air based. Okay. What can your housekeepers do when they're cleaning with each other? How can you keep your team safe? Um, you know, cause guests take on that risk of traveling with their family or whatever. And so, um, you know, as long as they're keeping themselves safe, but keeping your staff safe and how can they, you know, proper dude, when I was on the test sites for COVID-19 for the garden, mm-hmm. the biggest thing, so I've been trained in this for a while, but, um, the biggest thing for people is taking off gloves appropriately So whether it lives on, whether it lives on surfaces or not, Mm -hmm. you're touching people with test swabs and noses and stuff. And who knows what, who coughs, spits, bleeds, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Taking off gloves appropriately, and especially with cleaning, you're dealing with chemicals, you're dealing with other bodily fluids that may be in the property. So that's just kind of my biggest rant is like, just learn how to take off your gloves appropriately and and do that Um, and standardize it. Don't be afraid to, Say something to somebody like, "Hey, you're not taking your gloves off appropriately. You're increasing a risk of exposure, whether it's to COVID or something else."
2: Yeah, yeah. I'll find something. I'll throw it in the show notes too. I think that's yeah. uh, that's super helpful. It's all yeah, these basic just, things that you take for granted. Like, oh, I'm just Exactly.
1: Exactly.
2: No, you're throwing viruses everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, what's um, what's what are you thinking for the next six to nine months?
1: I don't know. Part of me has been, I, I don't like being negative, but I've, I have a feeling, you know, wave number two mm-hmm. and um, is going to come, which is going to suck. But then I also feel very strongly that at the end of the day, um, we're going to see the same thing that we saw with April and March. You know, it went to a low, but we, we picked back up. Yeah. And I, I'm hoping the same for hotels, man. That's like my biggest prayer but i'm also thinking hotels this is the time like this is the pivot this is the time to really rise to the tide like get over those old mindset and ways of well this is how we do business and this is how the industry is and getting that out of our heads and really focusing on all right this is time to shake up the industry maybe uncomplicate it a little bit yeah, yeah. along the way so Couldn't that's my hard. goal um who knows man it's just there's so many stakeholders and companies involved in the industry, yeah. um, you know, different segments of, of hospitality. So that's kind of where I'm at. So what about you? What do you think?
2: You know, I've been struggling not to get negative on it, Yeah. to be honest with you. Uh, and I don't want what I'm about to say to sound negative, but I just think it's the reality. I think it's important to look at what the the current state is. Mm Uh, and I think the next six to nine months, um, vaccination or no vaccination, um, it's, it's, there's a lot that's still yet to shake out. You know, I, I do believe there's, there's a pretty big financial crisis coming. Uh, I think you've got a lot of hotels that can't pay their bills. And at some point that's, that's going to come home to, that rooster is going to come home to roost. Yeah. Um, there will be fallout from that. There's no doubt about it. There can't not be. Yeah, um, I true. think the uh, I think the fact that all of these there's a lot of businesses in downtown cores are saying go work from home. Uh, you don't need to come back into the office, and that's going to be the case for the next year or more. Um, we're already seeing. You know, if you if you come to downtown Seattle, you're already seeing four lease signs on storefronts on busy streets that had thousands of people going by every single day. You have restaurants that had essentially fail-safe business models serving everybody that works in this tower that has, you know, four or 5,000 people in it every single day serving soups and sandwiches, national chains gone and gone like a while ago when this was just kicking off. Right. So that all still needs to work through the system. So, you know, I, I think as that stuff starts to happen, exactly what you're talking about now, the innovative, ideas that's that's the, the the crucible where this stuff is gonna gonna mm-hmm. come out um you know and then you know who knows what's gonna happen next summer i mean hopefully we can yeah. start getting to a little bit of normalcy but yeah i think exactly. it's gonna be a rough couple quarters there's no doubt about it
1: yeah no and i i, I just my again and on top of what you said i want to see the i want to see the industry unite and come together and Absolutely. let's put put brands aside put loyalty programs aside put Boutique, not boutique, luxury, non luxury, whatever. Put it aside and let's come together and figure this out. Like let's stop hurting each other by mm-hmm. dropping our rates and saying, well, I'm gonna get occupancy and I don't care how low I make my competition drop rates or whatever. Like yeah. we we gotta at the end of the day, this is our industry mm-hmm. and I think we gotta fight for it. This is this is probably just
2: brings the show full circle. And I know you gotta run, but uh no, you know, it's about if this is about the destination, right? It's about mm-hmm. everybody banding together to support a place that not only, you know, has, you know, businesses and, and, and jobs um, and, you know, hotels, vacation rentals, restaurants, yeah. whatever. Hospitality. Um, hospitality. But it, it's, it's about the collective and communal survival of an industry in, in all of the regions around the country. Um, and it's going to take everybody coming together to make that happen, to come up with the ideas of, uh, of different events that we could put on for our locals. It's, you know, it's time for hotels to embrace the five feet around them and not say, Hey, yeah. locals, no, you can't come in and use our gym because you're not a, uh, maybe bad example now because nobody's using gyms, but you get my point. Um, yeah. you're not a guest, so you can't come into this building that it's the neighborhood around you that's going to keep your doors open it that's where your revenue is going to come from because nobody's flying here in any appreciable numbers and that number is going down not up right now so yeah i i think i think destination support is where it's at
1: yeah is yeah exactly i kind of said it better myself that's the perfect way to describe it and just the you know, there's a reason why we live where we live. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a reason why you moved to Seattle. There's a reason why you're staying in Seattle. There's a reason why people live in their city. Um, and the biggest thing that I've been saying is like your favorite places in town, your favorite coffee shop, your favorite special place to go take your wife or, you know, your favorite place to walk your dog. Those are going to be your guest favorites too. If you showcase it and showcase your neighborhood, exactly, your community. And so, um, yeah, like you said, this, it's all about the destination and supporting each other and just kind of saying, all right, what can we do? Love it. Start with yeah. destination air and with destination air. Boom. Look at that. And that wasn't hey. even
2: planned. That just happened. No,
0: that was great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
2: Yeah. Hey, cool. uh, it, well, if anybody wants to find you, uh, where do they go since we're talking? Uh, so, so this is f- yeah. for the proven principles podcast. Will yeah. Slickers, where can
1: people find you? Yeah, uh, they can find me at www.slicktalkthepodcast.com. You can find me at Facebook at Slick Talk the Hospitality Podcast. Um, Instagram at Slick Talk Pod, same as Twitter. And um, yeah, I'm also on LinkedIn. So Will Slickers, Will with one L. I'll, I'll send you all my links. But yeah, I'm everywhere, anywhere. I love this conversation. Uh, for all my Slick Talkers out there. Where can they find yeah. you, Adam? Because you've well, been on the show three, now four I, times. Now
2: four times, yeah, four-time yeah. guest. Am I the first four-timer? You're the first it's gonna, four-timer. It's going to be like like an SNL club where, uh, <laughs> you well, know, and, the number of times you host.
1: Well, I was going to say, not to even kind of go off topic again, but like hey, you know, we started with the Destination Air and with the Destination Air thing, and we're talking about community and people really embracing their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm seeing the same thing in the podcast world, especially with hospitality. This is yeah. the third cross, third crossover, yeah. I've been on yeah. with or done, you know, yeah. Josh Copel, you, myself, Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're going to see a big increase in that too. So I'm actually kind so of to excited. Yeah.
2: That. It's about support for everybody in the network. Or in the, yeah. I think. The yeah.
1: Yeah. So all uh, proven principle listeners and slick talkers out there, I think uh, you're going to hear a lot more of stuff like this. So I hope ready. so. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I mean, if anybody wants to find uh, more about the show, just go to the yeah. principles.com. Um, you can find everything about the show past ones, show notes, um, me and my company, uh, you can find me at knowinghospitality.com. That's my, uh, official company, hotel, uh, management consulting company. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're online. We're everywhere. You type in one of those things in one of your services, you'll find me.
1: Awesome. Yeah. And I, I want to do a more dive in on, on knowing hospitality once we get a, a second opportunity to record, but Anytime. I think uh, I'm, I'm excited to have you back on the show and to be on yours.
2: You too. Thank you, you too. Well, thanks so much for this. This is great.
1: Of course. My pleasure. All right.
2: Have a good one, man. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcast.
1: What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality
0: Podcast, then you are amazing. And thank you so much for tuning in.